0: Welcome to CVM Stories, the podcast on customer value management. Together we explore how companies can be more successful and the customers happier through the use of latest customer value management techniques. Learn key commercial and analytical insights from telecoms, retail, finance and other industries that drive CVM forward. Hi, I'm your host, Egidius. Today our guest is Agla Borodinskina, a head of analytical solutions at Exacaster. Agile has implemented over 40 Next Best Offer solutions around the world, so we invited her to share her lessons learned. Agile is an amazing person and a great professional, so I'm super happy to share her story with you. CVM Stories is produced by Execaster. We help companies take their customer value management to the next level. To stay updated on our latest episodes, subscribe to the podcast or sign up for an email newsletter at execastercom slash stories. So, Agla, hi. Hi. Uh, it's uh, really good to have you here. And uh, let's get from, let's say, uh, from the introduction part. Uh, Agla, could you tell me a bit about uh, what you actually do, what is your role uh, at Exocaster?
1: Okay, uh, so it is a pleasure to be here, firstly, and uh, I am uh, Head of uh, Analytical Solutions. Uh, my uh, uh, main responsibility is to build an analytical solutions that uh, would be uh, data-driven, automated, uh, usually, uh, as Exacaster works uh, basically with uh, telcos, uh, so all of the solutions uh, that uh, would bring uh, additional value for business in telco sector. My main focus is uh, next best offer recommendation, uh, where uh, we try to uh, get, gather, calculate, provide the best next best offer for the end uh, customer of the telco.
0: Okay, uh, sounds uh, kind of like a lot of area to cover. Uh, What does inspire you the most uh, in your role?
1: Um, Most probably the numbers, the customers, the clients, I mean like uh, telco clients uh, and uh, the success of the projects, let's say like that. So, I really uh, love my job when I need to uh, get uh, insights from data and use these insights for some, I don't know, analytical process or data-driven process later on. So, um, I like crunching numbers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, tell me more. What was your path to your role? When did the number crunching start?
1: (laughs) Actually, uh, at school, I have very low, let's say, uh, very poor memory. (laughs) So math is quite good because there you don't need to remember a lot of things if you understand. So I was quite successful uh, at school. I had uh, quite good teachers there. And um, I ended uh, in a good form with numbers, you know, and uh, basically later on I joined university. Also studied uh, econometrics, which is a branch from mathematics also. Then master's, I also started uh, uh, PhD studies, Uh, still working on that. (laughs) And um, my first job was really not number related. Uh, I was trying to sell sausages at supermarkets. (laughs) Very tough job. (laughs) But there, actually, you can... Uh, and see how the clients behave in that particular area, I mean sausages area. Uh, Then I turned to coffee market and uh, my uh, responsibility was like a manager, sales agent. I was trying to sell coffee uh, for uh, cafeterias. But you imagine that all open cafeterias already have coffee and it was a very, very challenging uh, job because there you need to find particular moment of time when the cafeteria or just opens or before even opening or they have some kind of issue with the current provider. Uh, So this something like, you know, NBO happened there in my life. Because uh, you need to find the best timing and best offer for, for the client to join that market, which is really not expecting <laughs> you to come. And then I uh, was working in multiple uh, data analytic uh, uh, areas uh, in different markets, so from uh, consult- consultancy, from uh, pharmacy, retail, and then I end up here <laughs> at Texacaster. I started as a data analyst, then I became a mentor of group of analysts. Uh, then I got um, outsourced team of the client. Uh, uh, we were delivering projects, and now I am head of analytical solutions. So, great uh, place to grow uh, at Texacaster. Okay,
0: so uh, I assume uh, kind of, yeah, You have a really broad spectrum of uh, different experiences. What did those experiences actually uh, give to your current role? So, remember you said uh, I was selling sausages and uh, I had a customer-facing time. What did you learn from there?
1: Uh, So, it is important, you know, if a vegetarian comes to you, (laughs) most probably sausage is not the best uh, uh, product to sell. Uh, additionally, I don't know how it is uh, called in English, but we have these uh, special uh, periods of time before Christmas and before Easter. I really hate that time because during them you cannot eat meat or at least you need to limit them a lot. So there I received a lot of you know feedback from religious uh, elder women that I should not do this job. So, um, uh, and uh, the selling uh, experience actually, uh, how to say, I feel uh, the salespeople in telco who needs to sell something, you know, and when they're selling not relevant things uh, to not, uh, during not uh, a particular good timing uh, at, at uh, life, then this effort uh, goes, you know, to rubbish bin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, so you mentioned that uh, you are uh, now you're head of analytics you're also um, a phd student uh, i know that you're a mom as well yeah <laughs> lots of things happening so how, how did you how, how do you refresh yourself you know what do you do to regain your energy
1: mm. so i have very good uh, i have made very good investment a couple of years ago and i bought a big hot tub <laughs> And I have it in the garden, so that's uh, the huge refreshment when I go there, uh, I relax. But uh, of course I have some other activities that uh, cuts uh, off me of thinking how to solve things all the time. So I dance solo Latino uh, dances and uh, I love uh, raising animals. I was joking with my husband, he's my stopper of buying all of the animals and bringing to home. So I said, if I will uh, be alone when I will be very old, let's say, hopefully that will never happen. (laughs) I will get 10 dogs, uh, 20 cats, (laughs) millions of rats and birds and so on and so forth. And my apartment will be a small zoo. that's (laughs) so that's <laughs> that's me
0: <laughs> okay so you're a huge animal lover so yeah. so, so so what's your pet right now
1: uh, i have a few of them of course <laughs> i have a dog i have two uh, pigeons and uh, i have two aquariums and uh, sometimes i take care of guinea pig also so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like a pretty much a mini zoo
1: super mini zoo, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so uh I, I think it's a good time to start moving to towards our main topic, yeah, so I know uh that you are super experienced in next best offer field uh there's a legend uh, that you have uh deployed maybe 40 projects of Next Best Offer around the world. So uh, it's like a a good... uh, uh, I think you're one of the best persons to ask some tough questions.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So, but I I will start from a very simple question. Okay. So so what is the NBO uh, and what is it about? Mm -hmm.
1: So NBO is Next Best Offer. Uh, Next best offer meaning uh, a great balance between business, customer and, uh, uh, let's say, technical capabilities, let's say like that. Uh, So, for the client, uh, of course, next best best offer uh, must appear when uh, uh, you need something and here you go, right? Uh, so that's, uh, that's the offer, and uh, that particular offer may be of uh, multiple things, like a uh, uh, new package, new plan, new device, new service, maybe insurance or whatever, whatever. but uh, it is very important uh, to be relevant for the client and uh, uh, communicating it at the right time. And uh, when the balance, I'm saying the balance uh, between client and uh, business, meaning that the business must gain, uh, somehow, a uh, benefit of it. So if uh, we would uh, always communicate the offers that clients uh, are taking, you know, accepting, so then the revenue comes automatically uh, for the telco uh, business in this case. And technological aspect or data aspect, So. We want to do everything, uh, everywhere, perfectly, but, uh, you know, there are some kind of limitations that are coming uh, from or technical setup or data part or uh, channels and so on and so forth.
0: Okay, so so let's imagine that uh, you are a telco and you have deployed the most perfect possible Next Best Offer solution. So, could you draw us a picture, how does this perfect solution look like? Or implementation, the perfect implementation, perfect result, how does it look like?
1: (laughs) If uh, uh, you want to understand, uh, you want to know uh, the perfect MBO from Telco perspective. So, if I would run Telco uh, and I would be a CEO, (laughs) I would uh, think about Okay, I push the button <laughs> and everything uh, is automatically done, you know. Uh, I don't need to take care about uh, things, so everything uh, runs uh, smoothly. And uh, money try- starts to fall down, you know, I just need to wipe them <laughs> into my pocket. So I, I assume that uh, Telco uh, understands NBO uh, like this. Uh, but as I said, uh, uh, this is like the target, okay, but uh, we have other dimensions uh, which uh, also must be included in, in this uh, part. So this is like a customer perspective. So. Um, so oh,
0: yeah. uh, if we take a, so uh, from uh, Telco perspective it's like uh, it's pretty clear uh, <laughs> less work uh, uh, more revenue more arpu more happy customers yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what is the nbo experience from customer perspective how do customers feel when a great nbo is deployed <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, imagine uh, the situation that you enter the restaurant and you find a hot plate uh, in front of you with uh, your uh, preferred uh, dish for this particular dinner with a drink that you uh, like most and it is, uh, let's say, compatible with uh, with the dinner. So this is how NBO should look like from the customer perspective. But if we would go to very, very details, so for example, if I would be a... Repeat subscriber and I end up uh, with my data bucket. And uh, for example, I even had this experience like I end up with uh, data and I have no internet and I cannot even refill, you know, without (laughs) internet. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So basically this is like an opposite of NBO part. (laughs) So um, from Telco perspective, the NBO would be fluent path, uh, fluent uh, customer journey to actually uh, get an offer. So basically see the menu, uh, 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 get the particular menu point where I should pay attention to, right? And I would just need to click and everything uh, goes like uh, uh, automatically without any uh, technical Mm limitations.
0: So uh, so from Uh, all the experience that you went through. Uh, You obviously have seen uh, kind of uh, successes and failures. uh, uh, When the success happens from the telco perspective, what kind of, uh, uh, let's say, good results have you seen?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I always... um you know, in the, my career, I also had some ups and downs, and there were some moments uh, of time where I said, okay, so why do we need this NBO? So agent can think about the, the offer. Clients are quite uh, clever also, right? So they, they know how much they can pay and how, they much, how much they are using. Uh, but uh, I've, uh, I've uh, participated in one of the projects and we started with uh, initial analysis and they uh, that client actually had uh, launched NBO and that NBO was running a couple of years uh, already. <clears throat> uh, so we tried to review if we can improve it or change it or upgrade to other technology uh, stack. And uh, I found out that, okay, so the strategy was clear and it was working just because, you know, Everything was aligned with that strategy, so all of the channels were informed what is happening and what are the targets and so on and so forth. And for the segment that uh, client was particularly working, that activity actually was happening. So that was okay. So maybe NBO has uh, some, you know, background to to proceed further. So that uh, uh, that was one of the. Best examples as and as an outcome, uh, Telco had very low churn rate uh, of of that customer base.
0: What what is a low churn rate definition?
1: Very good question. <laughs> we could uh, discuss like uh, uh, hours and hours. But I say that the low churn rate is pretty much close to the death <laughs> ratio. <laughs> but that's true, right? So we are um, losing people because they are uh, clients. So that that uh, if you are very close <laughs> to the death <laughs> ratio, uh, you are ver- at a very good uh, position. Uh, so, yeah. So... Uh, Coming back to the KPI, so the churn rate was super low and uh, as I said, the strategy was consistent and the users were increasing the ARPU and that increase was quite significant. And the main idea behind that, that the offers would be very good for clients, right? So they would uh, get a deal like a good bargain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was... um, uh, that was good. And uh, we could say, okay, so maybe that was some kind of market situation and so on and so forth. And we were analyzing other segments of the same client and they did not have any NBO running. And uh, there was like a mess, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, an opposite activity was happening in the customer base. Then uh, it was defined for that particular very good segment with which uh, the company was working.
0: Okay. So so basically, if you do the really, really good job, you could expect uh, low churn rates, bigger ARPU, uh, probably more happier uh, customers. Yes, yeah, <laughs> true. As, uh, well, your measure of, let's say, low churn rate uh, still is... <laughs> <laughs> uh kind of uh, a a really challenging decision <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's I mean
1: sense. it's it's close you shouldn't yeah let the <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah so uh okay <laughs> when well, well, when i talk to people uh and i say that okay uh, we need to think about next best offer etc uh first question that i get is so, what is your AI algorithms behind them, NBO? And uh, my key question is: Is the AI algorithms the only answer why NBO processes succeed, or is it something more?
1: Mm. So, <clears throat> AI is definitely uh, a trend. Uh, it is uh, if you use AI or you can. Uh, make AI, you already uh, step up, you know, somehow you become fancy data scientist, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, AI, uh, of course, may be incorporated in some particular uh, areas of the MBO. But uh, as uh, with all of the information, the AI uh, must be used uh, carefully. Uh, It does not work like you put data and miracle happens, never it, it does not work like this. So even the inputs that you include, uh, need, let's say they need to bring information, what you want to extract from them. So uh, there, there are no miracles in the world. Uh, sorry kids. <laughs> and um, and uh, AI, uh, we have uh, experience actually <clears throat> when clients are using AI, in not partic- in not the best way, and actually they uh, experience failure. Uh, so uh, the AI may be uh, may be uh, uh, used as a part of the solution. Why? <clears throat> because, firstly, AI uh, is learning from the past. They cannot, uh, you know project uh, the future, they are not uh, this AI based on algorithm based on previously available data. So uh, if we want to make a change, a digital transformation, uh, we expect to see the change, right? And uh, if we keep on projecting the same trend that was happening before, that would not be really uh, a good outcome. So this is uh, from the mathematical perspective uh, part. Then uh, all of the algorithms may not uh, include the business strategy, what we want to do with this mm-hmm. particular very good segment that uh, one of the clients were working with. Uh,
0: could we make a brief pause yeah. here? So you're saying, okay, uh, AI algorithms might not include the business strategy. What, what do you mean by saying business strategy? Like uh, <coughs> you give us... Uh, yeah. Some examples to better relate.
1: Okay, to that. okay. So, for example, uh, me as a, a CEO or, or marketing uh, uh, CMO, right? Uh, I think okay, we need to sell new service, and uh, we uh, all of the telco invest in let's say new service type like uh, mobile broadband or broadband uh, overall, like uh, fixed service, which includes uh, requires a lot of investment. And when this investment is done, let's say we want to sell the right? <laughs> uh, new services. Of course, we want to get a good ROI, or ROI uh, from this investment. And, um, uh, but the AI says, no, 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 <laughs> you need to upsell the uh, current plan of voice, for example, service. So this uh, may be a, a very good example uh, that uh, AI cannot uh, contribute in this uh, area or even if you start selling this uh, broadband and and uh, and you still do not have enough history from where to learn right so you cannot even predict that this uh, service for the client would be relevant at this mm-hmm. particular uh, moment
0: yeah uh, okay uh, i got you so i, I guess there are e- even more situations like, like i know we are intrad- uh, launching new handset or new yes. new device uh, there is no history to learn from or we are just kind of trying to uh, introduce new products like uh, saying hey we have those IOT devices and there is no history to learn etc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay. So um, uh, mo- moving fu- further so uh, I assume that A- AI algorithms are really important in this NBO process, but they are way way more kind of... Uh, uh, areas that we need to cover. Could you go through some of the areas that we need to touch when we are building Next Best Offer solution? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what are the challenges there?
1: Okay, so uh, by uh, building this NBO, Next Best uh, Offer solution, uh, I have in mind all the time, end-to-end, full-scope, uh, big project uh, mm. which involves uh, pretty much all organizations <laughs> of the telco. <laughs> Uh, so, firstly, uh, we start uh, most probably with the question, so why do we need this NBO, right? So we need actually to uh, collaborate with uh, uh, the ones who are interested in uh, business results. So maybe CAO, CMO, uh, we need to get a place where to play, right? So we need to include CTO, uh, right, to have uh, data available, so maybe a BI team or, I don't know, a data warehouse team also is included here. Uh, then, um, and of course, in each of these points, we may face a lot of uh, uh, struggles. The data quality, for example, or technological capacity, uh, their <coughs> uh, misalignment of the strategy, what CAO CMO and CTO wants, right, from this project and sales uh, uh, managers or directors. Um, Then uh, uh, we go with the data, fine. Then we go with the, uh, let's say, insights or solution, what we want to do with these clients, what we are offering, what are the priorities, should we offer this or another type of services. Then uh, when we go deeper uh, to a particular offering, like picking up particular offers for the client, We uh, end up with the product uh, management team uh, because we need to align on the offer catalog, uh, uh, structure, um, type of the offers, uh, steps in the offers, meaning like what kind of price steps there, price points there and uh, how long they need to, how long they, it takes to create new offers? Can they create new offers and so on and so forth. Then uh, channels, of course. Uh, so uh, outbound communication, inbound communication. Is it separate? Is it the same? Uh, are we aligned uh, in the offering? Do we discriminate any kind of the channel? Uh, how these offers are exposed? Is it enough to have like description of the offer or we need to provide a lot of details there? <clears throat> uh, offer activation, then okay. So we expose the offer. What to do then? How agents uh, can uh, activate that offer easily uh, and uh, avoid the manual, let's say, activation um, part. And then, uh, if everything uh, goes very smoothly and fluently, uh, it never, you know, ends up. The NBR is a lifetime project, and actually, when you launch it, uh, if you if you solved all of the uh, uh, let's say issues down the road, uh, you need uh, update, upgrade, change. You know because the business priorities change, offer catalog change, the clients may change, the market may change, and so on and so forth. So we make a loop and then start over again, over <laughs> again, and over again.
0: So you, you make it sound very complicated. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> but. Uh, but before kind of uh, saying that, no, no, it's not com- complicated at, at all, maybe uh, <laughs> let, let's go one step deeper. Okay, so you touched based on many, many, many areas because, as you said, next best offer project, uh, it's like there, there's AI part and then there is the rest of the organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> needs yeah. to be aligned. Yeah. So uh, let's say I have the greatest recommendation algorithms for my Next Best Offer. And uh, they need to be fed with the data. Yeah. So what are the most common, let's say, challenges uh, that you fall in when you start working with Next Best Offer recommendations? You uh, kind of knock on BI's team door and say, Hey, <laughs> I'm Agla. <laughs> I, I am bringing up uh, AI algorithms uh, and uh, give me the data. <laughs> so. Can, can you elaborate a, a bit more on good examples, bad examples?
1: Mm. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, when I knock to uh, BI doors uh, and I say, I need data, oh, of course we have data. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, <laughs> say no more. But uh, when we <clears throat> dig deeper in that data, we see that uh, sometimes it is fragmented, sometimes it is even impossible to retrieve. and uh, uh, it may be a quite silly, but that's quite a normal situation and uh, sometimes, dealing with, while dealing with the clients, they, they seem to feel quite shy. Oh, we do not have this or that attribute. And say, that's, that's normal. <laughs> that's really normal. Don't worry, we will work out somehow, right? So uh, uh, and, um, yeah. So, to AI algorithm, you cannot say, okay, so <laughs> we will skip this part, we will skip this part. But please forecast it with the best accuracy. Uh, But in the in the other ways of solving this NBO, it is possible, you know. Mm -hmm. So, what
0: what are uh, the commonly most difficult data points that you uh, try to get? But usually, it's like a mess.
1: You cannot believe, (laughs) but actually, (laughs) Uh, I will really, really be honest here. But actually, it is usually a problem for telco. to know how much the user is paying for their tariff plan, how much data they are (laughs) providing in the tariff plan. And I'm not joking, really, this is like quite a complicated uh, uh, part. And um, this complication happens because uh, usually the systems uh, do not uh, work together. Mm -hmm. And this um, combination of information, sometimes we do it, uh, let's say, not in the nicest way, just to get the result, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, it seems like the simplest information sometimes is, is missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, one experience uh, from Telco, from, uh, I was very, very surprised. They are using AI, especially in the NBR uh, uh, project, the, the process. And uh, they were uh, uh, using a lot of very complicated for Telco to retrieve data, like uh, how big the household, uh, what is the expected revenue there, and so on and so forth. But they cannot say (laughs) how much of data they have, you know, so that's uh, an interesting uh, case.
0: So for, for me, it sounds like, hey, let's do the offer recommendation, but we don't know what customer has right now. But uh, th- this is, a, I assume, this is a normal situation. Normal. You know, the billing system changes, CRM changes, etc. It's like a, a really uh, huge challenge. Uh, if we continue on the offer part, yeah. So the other super important part is offer catalog itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what are kind of the important aspects about offer catalog? Uh, uh, when you start working mm-hmm. uh, with next best offer
1: mm-hmm. so um, <clears throat> first uh, well there are a lot of things uh, what uh, must be considered uh, so first things most probably uh, what what are your what are your strategy you know what is your strategy there so uh, for example uh, you need to think uh, about if you will discriminate or know your client base or some channels. You know, so maybe for the same uh, data points, you know, you may you may or, or you may not have different price points. Mm-hmm. So this is like a strategic uh, understanding. What do you want to do with this uh, offer catalog, uh, like with uh, your client base, actually? Um, And then, uh, so this important thing, uh, another important thing is how big the steps are in the offer catalog. So the price steps, the content steps, I mean, how much data increase uh, uh, increasing it. And uh, actually, there may be uh, even more dimensions on which uh, you can play with. For example, in the prepaid uh, uh, sector, the packages may have different uh, durations and so on and so forth. So what is important is actually in the offer catalog uh, to make sure that we do not have uh, so-called gaps, Mm -hmm. like very big steps. And another uh, thing is uh, um, to, let's say, program the offer catalog in a way that the client would be incentivized to purchase bigger bigger package. Let's Uh say that would be a good deal automatically, you know. (laughs) So that, uh, that most probably would be uh, uh, two most important things.
0: Mm, so basically that the offer catalog uh, is kind of uh, has quite a lot of choices with the reasonable steps between the, the offers itself. And so, so you get this information, you put, uh, let's say, this offer, all those offers, the metadata into recommendation process. Uh, so you build those recommendations and now you need to sell them, to show them to the clients. Uh, I assume that this, the other part is all about kind of how well is the offer catalog integrated with your channels, touch, yes. touch points, channels, et cetera. C- could you elaborate a bit uh, more on this part?
1: Yeah, so, um, uh, Depending on the type of the channel, uh, we may face different uh, uh, complexities, let's say. So, for example, in the SMS, it is very simple, right? So just write what you want to offer and that's it. Uh, But, uh, for example, in the email, you most probably would like to integrate, or even with the SMS, of course, maybe you would like to integrate with your self-service platform. And when you click on this uh, self-service platform, most probably you would like to see the same offer that you have just communicated via email and SMS. So uh, these integrations uh, require quite uh, a lot of consistency, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said it, uh, previously, it uh, must be quite uh, comfortable for client actually to reach and to be able to purchase that, uh, that offer. So this uh, this process is some kind of you know push process when i, I send a sms or email and then client can do everything self service so that would be the perfect uh, solution for this kind of communication uh, we have another type of communication where client reach you uh, client reach uh, the agent in the shop or in the call center incoming center, center or the call center is calling uh, proactively to the client there, uh, also, you know, different uh, type of um, visibility must be available. And for the agent, uh, it is uh, very important to have very clear, uh, clearly displayed uh, information about the offer. It would be most probably very good to get the reasoning why uh, he needs to offer this particular offer for the client. And for the agent, it must be also very easy to activate it, uh, basically mm. with one uh, button click. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, the challenge is uh, to balance, you know, to design the the communication uh, flow to distinguish type uh, of the channels. So what you do in the inbound, uh, outbound, proactive, reactive communication, and so on and so forth. So that requires uh, some design uh, skills, (laughs) let's say, like that.
0: Uh, I might th- ask a super stupid question. Sure. But, but why are we talking about offer integration in the channel, especially from NBO perspective? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that uh, I do not have an answer because <laughs> just uh, without it, it won't work. So uh, if you do not have the, the offer integration, um, For example, if the agent uh, is not uh, receiving precise recommendation and finds a recommendation somewhere hidden in the fifth page of his CRM system, that will not work. So most probably he will not reach that offer and he will not suggest anything. Uh, Another example uh, also, if we are sending SMS, you know, and say, okay, buy an offer. Okay, where? How? Right? So these are like uh, very natural questions that we should not raise for the clients they need you know just click and that happens
0: um, did
1: i answer to your very good question
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think you answered like uh, uh, over uh, my career i have seen several situations where we uh, where we would kind of analyze the existing NBO process we would see like the the conversions are very low or not happening. It's like something is really bad happening, etc. And then what we understand is like uh, the offers are not shown in the channel. <laughs> so we are optimizing those AI algorithms a lot, and it's like nothing happening, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, very small changes, you in the process may bring huge effort. I may uh, one very stupid also example. Actually, uh, I, I experienced that. Uh, My kids have, uh, you know, phones and uh, we use prepaid just to control (laughs) their expenses. And um, we have uh, set up an automatical recharge on a monthly basis because this is what we can do in our uh, uh, bank, you know. And uh, uh, my kid is out of uh, package, you know, he cannot call, he cannot write SMS, nothing. And we say, why? Uh, Because it was out of balance. And you know, (laughs) what is the the interesting situation? The package uh, is valid for 30 days. And I have scheduled the transaction uh, on a calendar base. So some months have 30 days, some months have 31 days. And uh, well, this like, uh, it seems very, very stupid. Right, but really uncomfortable. <laughs> so we wait till February <laughs> to get a correction, you know, and to catch up with the uh, with the monthly transactions, which uh, seems to be quite uh, strange, but uh, not uh, always very obvious, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, outside.
0: The, these are kind of uh, yeah. super important points about the channels we. Uh, we didn't touch the agents part mm. as well. You know. mm, mm. Uh, what, uh, uh, when we launch Next Best Offer, when we deliver the offer to the channel, what other steps are needed to, uh, to be done?
1: Agents, uh, I, I have, if I have a few minutes uh, to share one very great uh, story, actually funny story. I went, uh, we built a device NBO for one of the uh, clients and I had uh, uh, one of the tasks was to go and to train the call center agents about the new NBO, how it works and what kind of benefits they will receive, they will use this NBO and they were actually sleeping all of the presentation and I'm not uh, joking. So the people in in the process, are very important, and if they do not understand why they need to use this, if they are not incentivized, let's say, somehow to use this recommendation, if they are quite clever and they were working uh, as a sales agent not the first month, <laughs> most probably they they could say, okay, I know, I know better. Mm-hmm. I, I will do it by myself. I don't need to, to extract any, any recommendations. And I will not open that fifth page (laughs) in the CRM system, right, Uh, to offer something. So uh, this is uh, one thing uh, that the agents must be somehow, you know, motivated to try. And if that fails, okay, send feedback that does not work. So data people can work out, you know, what is not working and find out the reasoning. Because uh, at the end, when we see just low conversions, um, it may not bring a direct uh, insight, what's wrong. Uh, So this is one thing. And um, uh, with agents, I had another thing, but uh, forgot to to tell now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From my my perspective, what I could also add is like, uh, agents, they actually have the 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 best data about the clients, because they are in the conversations, you know. True. And uh, one of the most common kind of uh, uh, things that usually teams miss is incorporating the agent's feedback directly to the algorithm, because True. they have all the uh, kind of full understanding of why client purchases something or does not purchase something. Mm. And this feedback is actually crucial for for, for a success.
1: Mm. Ah, and, and I remembered the second point uh, uh, about the motivation uh, of these agents. Uh, so uh, and AI usability. So, for example, if we are forecasting the the probability that the client is going to purchase something, and uh, Uh, And it is not really matching the real story. (laughs) So these poor agents need to call like uh, 100 times and only one or two clients actually finally accepts uh, the offer. So I remember myself working in this uh, coffee uh, 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 business, let's say sales. Uh, and uh, I experienced pretty much the same. So that is quite, you know, uh, disappointing process, uh, which requires a lot of uh, effort.
0: Okay. So imagine that uh, now a company is actually trying to launch a new NBO process. Uh, what would be your advice for 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 the company? Uh, uh, to to make sure that this project has the biggest chance of success?
1: Mm. So, most probably my first advice would be step by step. Uh, Do uh, small improvements, uh, launch something, try, measure, come back, improve, and uh, grow the the project uh, and this initiative, let's say, uh, step by step. Because uh, as, uh, as we discussed, there are a lot of things that need to be considered uh, during the project. So even launching quite simple uh, process requires a lot, a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, uh, building uh, a spaceship <laughs> that uh, will never, you know, uh, go uh, from the ground, uh, uh, let's start with... Uh, uh, paper plane, (laughs) which you can uh, throw and it works uh, uh, pretty much very quickly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that would be.
0: So now I'm throwing that paper plane for the first time and I feel like I'm done. Yeah, but if I understand correctly, the journey is just starting. (laughs) So what about the operations of Next Best Offers?
1: Mm-hmm. So the the operation. So of course this uh, loop somehow must be uh, created. Uh, so uh, uh, launch, track how this uh, paper plane uh, flies, and uh, improve. Find out the the gaps, uh, the issues, the problems, and um, uh, fine tune overall process. So uh, better data quality monitoring, uh, better. Uh, communication channel, uh, monitoring, uh, and overall the quality of the recommendations, uh, uh, new offers, incorporations, uh, and so on and so forth. So that is uh, quite, uh, again, we would need to go through the same building blocks and uh, uh, take into consideration where something could be wrong or better, you know mm. So adding uh, additional, wings uh, to this paper plane, or uh, throwing two paper planes at the same time, and so on and so forth.
0: So, um, when you launch NBO process in production uh, with 100% probability you will ha- you will have failures in, Somewhere in the production. Yes. So, yes. so, what are the most common challenges there? So, I don't know. You know, you need to deliver recommendations on a daily basis, the data warehouse is dead. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> what are, uh, let's see? Uh, what are the common failures here?
1: For example, data warehouse is dead. <laughs> <laughs> or the data is stuck and is not uh, updated. The, offer, the new offers uh, did not come, the old offers did not go out. <laughs> The, the campaign starts, you know, to flood uh, clients with multiple messages. The right clients do not receive the messages. Um, the, the offer uh, content uh, somehow ruined, you know. So, for example, like uh, different price points somehow appears or different uh, gigabytes appear. So everything, uh, what you can dream of, everything can happen, you know. And actually, from my lifetime experience, uh, I was launching the first NBO project. It was huge because we were working a lot on the data preparation and so on and so forth. And all of these, you know, steps uh, had to be considered. And uh, that Telco was very uh, hardly working on uh, uh, offer catalog and so on and so forth. But uh, eventually, one day came and we said, okay, we will launch from 1st of February. And a few days before that, okay, let's check one more time. (laughs) And we found out that finance department changed some categorization of the revenue (laughs) and all of the data regarding money from the client perspective was zero. (laughs) So um, uh, we were like, okay, stop, on hold and uh, 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 reprocess the data to get it correctly. And, you know, this whole process, uh, let's say, um, uh, in order to avoid these disasters, uh, of course, somebody needs to, to take care of this process. But this process needs to be, you know, uh, decorated with multiple tests, tests, tests. And when the process is automated, uh, it is easy to uh, perform tests, gather results from these tests and actually improve, you know. when uh, Uh, Some of the telcos are running the NBOs, but they are performed uh, on a manually basis. So their tests are not uh, uh, available. Mm -hmm. Basically, in each uh, manual operation, you may uh, feel uh, you may uh, make mistakes. Uh,
0: I can add an an, an anecdotal situation on that. So um, my father uh, got a text message from the telco which says, Hey, we have a great uh, new device for you with uh, an amazing price, uh, etc. And he was like calling me, "Hey, I get this. I got great offer. You know, I am going to purchase my new new device." He's going to the point of sale, <laughs> and they say, uh, "Oh, sorry, we're out of stock. <laughs> we can't get that nowhere okay. in Lithuania." So why does this happen? You know?
1: Yeah. So um, it is, uh, yeah, somewhat. Uh, it is very easy for Telco to sell products that do not have stock, right? So the plan uh, is, is here, uh, yeah, let's say like that. Uh, but uh, devices, accessories, uh, uh, TV sets, uh, phones, computers, they, they, uh, the stock must be incorporated. And uh, there may be a very simple ways uh, to solve it, let's say to build a for catalog that uh, would check, you know, if the stock exists and there, there may be additional improvements like to check that the stock would be enough for the particular target base and so on and so forth. So forecast the acceptance uh, of the offers and so on and so forth. So um, there are no... Uh, boundaries, you know, in this uh, NBO projects, uh, so you can dig uh, deeper and deeper, and uh, yeah.
0: So before wrapping up this uh, this topic, what what what, uh, what would be your kind of uh, I know wish for 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 the telcos who are starting their NBO journey?
1: Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would uh, I would wish uh, good luck, but uh, as I said, I really uh, believe uh, the of the let's say that this these kind of projects are bringing uh, win win situations both for telco and both for uh, end customer.
0: Okay, so we are at the final stage of our interview. Uh, we are switching the topic right now. So, over your career, uh, could you remember your, the moment that you were the most proud of or, or the project that you were most proud of?
1: So, most probably this first project that I mentioned, uh, uh, it was uh, very big, complicated and uh, launched uh, from zero to, uh, to big uh, uh, delivery. The client what is was the,
0: the definition of big for you?
1: Big, uh, I I define <laughs> not uh, with death rate somehow, yeah. but uh, with a, a period of time and uh, people that were working uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this project. So I think it took around two years. Two years. But we actually started from really zero, like mm-hmm. uh, from data things, uh, and. Um, uh, yeah, and, and we were working eight, ten eight, people eight, there, eight. ten people, but like not uh, all the time, uh, full time, but basically main core uh, of people were ten, uh, and they were uh, they were having uh, different uh, let's say responsibilities, as I said, uh, a lot of. So yeah, that was uh, the first, uh, but uh, why I am so proud about it, uh, uh, at Exocaster it was not the first uh, project. Uh, we have uh, launched before a few, so I've uh, collected the know-how, uh, what other teams uh, did, and I think I did it in the best way, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at that moment, at the best way.
0: Okay. So, so what what was the the, uh, the result? Because you said uh, uh, before that uh, it was nothing. So I assume that the, some team were I don't know using Excel sheets. Yes, to yes, the exactly.
1: Box. Yeah. So they were using Excel sheets, uh, running monthly campaigns, uh, which means just you new know, because of the manual uh, work and uh, they were uploading these big, uh, mapping the offers, Uh, they were uploading these big uh, excels to some platform that was uh, struggling to accept these uh, big uh, Excel sheets because a lot of information had to be added uh, additionally. And uh, yeah, and uh, you know, Excel has uh, limitations, (laughs) (laughs) like at least in row count, (laughs) if you have a base of more than 1 million, Sorry, Excel does not work. Uh, So, um, yeah, and uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, um, that team, uh, the team that was uh, running that process manually was called uh, CVM, I think, managers uh, or campaign managers. And uh, they were like rotating (laughs) all the time because it is quite stressful you need to launch the products, uh, the, the offers at a particular day. And if you're late, everyone is screaming, you know, because yeah. uh, the agents do not have offers, the SMS are not sent, the emails are not sent. And then it of course reflects into the general KPIs of the telco. So that team was like, uh, uh, before uh, this project was launched, was rotating <laughs> uh, half a year and uh, guys and uh, it's too much uh, uh, of a stress. So we calculated how much hours of the manual job we uh, save, I think yearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was around 1,500 manual hours to run the NBO process uh, manually. And uh, people, you know, when they're running process manually with these crashing Excel sheets, they cannot think about the business logic or customer expectations. They just, you know, <laughs> working as robots and uh, trying not to miss deadlines, uh, which is very stressful.
0: Okay, so, so what did they do afterwards?
1: Uh, they have a lot of uh, imagination, let's say, what to do. But basically, these people were the ones that we were working also together. And they were making sure that the business strategy that they uh, are responsible for are, uh, is, is implemented. And uh, when we launched the automatical NBO, data-driven NBO, uh, personalized uh, NBO for the clients, they were validating the results and commenting, this must be a change to that part, this to that part. And we were aligning how to uh, deal it in a in the best way.
0: Okay, so essentially you... Uh enabled them to do the real business work. Okay, so this is a success story. (laughs) Can can you share with us some of your failures that (sighs) you are now happy to laugh at?
1: (laughs) Uh, Happy or or shy to to expose uh, my shame, let's say. Uh, But yeah, uh, we started um, uh, these projects uh, and basically working with uh, the customer data platform there. And uh, there was like a great wish, uh, my my wish, to incorporate AI. And uh, for one of the South America uh, telcos, uh, I said, okay, I need to create something fancy. And I wanted to forecast the expected demand uh, from the client uh, the South America actually is focused on the prepaid uh, sector overall because there uh, uh, let's say uh, money allowance let's see I don't know how to say it uh, uh, more, more frequent salary uh, salaries uh, are paid and they do not have a lot of uh, cash in the, in the pocket uh, the the at the moment uh, so the prepaid is uh, one of the biggest you know segment there and uh, the prepaid of course have different uh, uh, duration uh, packages so one day two days three days and there were like the most popular packages one two days and i uh, said that's strange there are a lot of people who are using uh, uh, phone whole month without any interruptions so why not to offer a 30 days uh, package for them And uh, my AI uh, uh, algorithm uh, segmented the users, uh, the ones who should receive these uh, 30 days uh, uh, packages. But when we um, uh, compared with the actual situation, let's say, financial situation of the clients, we identified that that's not really possible. And uh, if they would be able to pay uh, a big package, for one month, you know, upfront, most probably they would be not in the prepaid, but in the postpaid. So I've spent, you know, some time <laughs> in modeling, and actually all of this result went to uh, trash bin. It was exciting, but not very useful.
0: Okay, sounds like a good lesson <laughs> to do yeah. the reality check before investing a lot.
1: Yeah, it yeah. most probably uh, this um, uh, wish, let's say, or recommendation to uh, try step by step uh, would, be, would, would make sense more, sense than uh, investing a lot in uh, AI algorithms that cannot be used. And uh, by launching, testing, uh, measuring, improving, uh, uh, we could do that uh, faster than in two months. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh. And the last question, Agila, for you. Uh, could you recommend a book or movie uh, that would help us to better understand uh, your work?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, I have quite bad memory, so I do not recall the name <laughs> of the book. Uh, but actually, I got this recommendation from you, Agidus, so maybe you can help me with uh, So that uh, book uh, uh, represents uh, the The mindset of the product owner, let's say, how the product uh, should be created and uh, what uh, a client expects uh, from that particular uh, product. So a general idea that each of the service or product needs to fulfill particular uh, jobs uh, that the customer expects.
0: So, I assume you are talking about jumps to be done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, thank you, Agila. It was a really interesting conversation.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Gideon.
0: Thank you for listening to CVM Stories. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. You can also ask us a question about a particular customer value management challenge you have at work. We will happily ask our experts to tackle your challenge in a future episode.